Hey, hey, season two, episode two, The Matt Report. Let's just get right into the show. Alright, so what has what is going on if this is your first time tuning in to the Matt Report? We're in season two. Oddly enough, it started with season zero, as I like to call it, where I was interviewing WordPress entrepreneurs. About a hundred or so of those episodes. You can always check that stuff out over on MattReport.com, or if you're subscribing in iTunes, certainly go ahead and check out the back channel there. Uh, or the archive of all of those episodes. Some good stuff. Um, you know, some of my favorites are with Pippin Williamson uh, talking about how he started his business, Pippin's Plugins. Jose Caballer uh, started the school, S K O O L. It's now called the Core OS. Awesome episodes there. And there's a whole boatload of others. So go back and check those out if you want to stay subscribed. It's mattreport.com slash. Subscribe. If you wanted to shoot me an email, it's mattreportblog at gmail.com. If you have any questions about uh, running a WordPress business, I can certainly point you in the right direction. Uh, so season one, as, it, as it's known, was all about web design. So if that was about six or seven episodes, you can go back and check that out as well. We were talking uh, everything from start to finish about a web project, uh, starting from setting the budget, finding a team, uh, really starting to explore a project uh, and really do the discovery process. You can also check that out. But this is season two, episode two, as it were. And we're exploring the process of me launching a new plugin uh, that I like to say is taking up 15% of my energy, right? So if you're like me, you run an agency and you're trying to get, or a consultancy practice, and you're, you're trying to get into the product space. Uh, it could be a, a WordPress plugin, a theme business, maybe a digital product, or maybe even a SaaS business. Uh, I'd love to kind of know what you're working on. If, you, if that's you, go ahead and email me. Uh, set, up, uh, set up a little chat there, or just go to mattreport.com slash contact. But anyway, so I'm, I'm launching this new plugin. It's called Julep. It's a way for you to add text to your WordPress images, so featured images or inline content images. Uh, instead of using your Photoshop or your Pixelmator or Canva.com, you can do this right in your WordPress website. Uh, just kind of streamlines that whole process. You're not sort of bogged down with opening multiple programs, uploading here, uploading over there, that kind of thing. Really just trying to test the waters with this. And it's an open experiment. My short-term goal, if you tuned into the last episode, Season 2, Episode 1, uh, of course I announced Julep, sort of got it out there. Uh, it's getjulep.com, J-U-L-E-P, getjulep.com. And my goal was to get 50 people on to an email list so that I could, as soon as the product was ready for beta, I could email folks on that list and uh, you could, you could you know, get access, early access to a beta that I send out. Um, when I announced the, the, the plugin on Carrie Dill's podcast, uh, within that hour I had 15 folks sign up to the email list that we're listening and that was cool right hey it's 15 is better than zero this is an earth-shattering stuff uh, but while uh, I have announced it I have blogged about it let me go ahead and log in to MailChimp right now and see what the list is sitting at 
So just bear with me as I log into MailChimp. I am using MailChimp to collect my uh, initial subscriber list. I'm a big fan of Drip. I don't get paid to say this, but I'm a big fan of Drip, getdrip.com. It's Rob Walling's product. I uh, use that for Slocum Themes, Conductor Plugin. I will be using it for Julep. Uh, but let me just go ahead and check out this Julep list here. 68 subscribers, right? So what is that? Quadruple the uh, amount of people. So I had or, or over quadruple. So, hey, look, I can write a blog post. How I quadrupled my list. <laughs> um, how, I how I quadrupled my startup product list. Uh, maybe I'll post that lesson uh, over on mattreport.com. But 68 subscribers right now. And uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I like to see that. Uh, so these folks are certainly interested to know when this uh, when the beta launches. So a couple things on that. I, I've sort of run into a snag with my developer. Uh, we, we, we've got this particular bug in the product right now. Uh, so it's not ready for prime time. I'm giving it another week, I hope, until I can get into beta uh, or release it out into beta where I can't drag the text across the image, right? So you go into your WordPress media library, you click on an image you want to add text to, you click add text, um, and a little text dialog box uh, lays over on top of your image. Uh, but right now, it's for whatever reason, it's not dragging across the image. It stops halfway through. Um, I think with the last conversation that I had, they finally figured it out. So we will see. And that's the biggest roadblock right now. Um, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, it's not the prettiest interface yet. And um, you know what? I'm just going to say to heck with it, to heck with beautifying it right now. I really want to get it out there in the hands of others so that, that you can test it out. So if you want to be that person, if you want to subscribe uh, to the early beta list, go to getjulep.com. Uh, and on the homepage, you'll see a sign up. Uh, just drop your email in there and you'll be one of the first to know when I, um, when I release in beta. So yeah, pretty cool. Uh, today on the program, I have Troy Dean. Many folks of you know him. Think of him as my competition. In fact, well, in fact, he isn't. He's just a good friend. We talk about similar stuff. I think we both come from different perspectives. We both come and deliver different contexts to our WordPress businesses. Uh, but he's on the show today. We're going to talk about the fear, right? We're going to talk about the fear of launching a product. If you are somebody who's launching a product and you're afraid, just a touch. <laughs> uh, this is a great episode for you because even Troy, who's launching uh, multiple digital products, he's still afraid uh, of things that, goes, that go on with competition, with changing his business. Um, and we'll talk about sort of the fears that I had. Uh, in fact, you know, one of the things, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're launching your first product, you really have to have a thick skin. And uh, I had this discussion with somebody else the other day look, you, you just can't let this stuff get to you. You have to build up a tolerance to this and just know that you need to forge on, right? So let me just get my preacher hat on uh, for a moment. You just have to understand that, look, people aren't going to be happy with whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, and just you just have to ignore that. You have to uh, avoid those conversations. Don't let it get you down. You forge on. People complain about price, no matter what price you set. 19 bucks, 1900 bucks. There's going to be somebody who complains within there. That is not your customer. Ignore them. Uh, in fact, when I launched Julep, I had a whole bunch of people say, I just don't really get the name. Uh, you know, I don't like the name Julep. Uh, it should be like uh, WordPress image on featured, Im uh, WordPress text on featured image plugin. Like, no, 
like I don't want that. Like I, I just want something more fun, things I can do with marketing. But I didn't let that stop me. Uh, even some of the ideas, uh, the founder of Managed WP, when I posted, he says, well, this isn't very earth shattering. Well, I never said it was, right? Uh, and But I don't certainly don't let that get me down and don't let that get you down uh, if, if these types of things are coming up uh, along your journey. So uh, keep, uh, keep your head down from those things. Of, ignore that stuff. And just know that, look, this is your, this is your, this is yours. <laughs> this is yours. This is your baby. This is your product. You're going to do it your way. Uh, and uh, hopefully that resonates with some folks on the web and they gain trust in you. Uh, and, you know, you just deliver uh, on your word, great customer service, get a good product out there, and I think you'll win. And that's really what I'm doing uh, with a lot of the stuff uh, that goes on here at the Matterport with Slocum Studio, with Conductor, Slocum Themes, and now Julep. So anyway, you want to join that list, it's getjulep.com. We're going to j- dive right in to our conversation with Troy Dean. We're going to talk about the fears. We're going to talk about some new stuff that he has going on. And then he's going to give us some practical advice. And we're going to chat a little bit about growing the email list. And again, I went from 50, uh, excuse me, 15 with a goal of 50. And I've hit uh, 68 within about a week and a half. So I'm kind of happy with that. All right, let's get into the program. All righty, I'm here with Troy Dean of WP Elevation. Troy, thanks for taking the time out of your day to sort of chat with us. Oh, man, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, so you are a repeat guest uh, in the world-renowned WordPress podcaster. Uh, If folks don't know who you are, where can they find you on the web right now? Uh, Twitter at Troy Dean and troydean.com.au. I've kind of started blogging again, which is fun. Yes, you have. Um, and wpelevation.com is, uh, is kind of the, the mothership. That's awesome. So one of the things that, uh, as everybody knows, we're in season two of the Matt Report. Uh, this is season two, episode two, in fact. And the last episode, I announced Julep, and I started talking about sort of some of the things I wanted to do. Uh, folks, if this is your first time listening and you want to learn uh, what Julep is all about, go on back to the previous episode. Uh, and you can learn about the different things that I'm doing with this, right? It's a plugin that's taking, you know, and, and Troy, you know this better than anybody. You've got your creative services, your client services, and you get your product and, and service and consulting side. So many arms to this, <laughs> to this organization. Uh, mm-hmm. Julep for me is taking like 15% of my time with mm-hmm. that. Uh, I have to go at these little micro launches, these little micro, uh, phases where I, I build on the product announce these new iterations, right? So Mm. basically what I'm getting at is they're very minimal. Uh, It's the very MVP that everybody talks about. So it's stuff that's not even like finished yet, right? There's not even, like I don't even, I haven't even shown the icons for Julep yet because they're so embarrassingly ugly, (laughs) right? Because they're like placeholders, right? And I don't Uh don't even want to show people that stuff yet because they're literally like little link text links and it's just God awful. So you've got something coming up uh, that you're announcing. First, tell the folks what it is, and you know when you first thought of the idea, what were the fear factors involved with that, or what is the fear factors involved in in general for you for you, and how do you overcome that? The thing that keeps me awake at night is what questions have they currently got that we're not answering. That's the thing that that I'm afraid of is not being able to answer all of their questions, and that's the thing that really keeps me 
um, you know, like like what if someone joins the program and then goes, oh, but there's all this stuff that I want answers <laughs> to that that you know that you, you don't answer, and right. so that's what I'm constantly just trying to fuel up right. on this, and yeah. you know, ask questions and talk to people, and because as much as it pains me to admit this publicly, I actually don't have all the answers. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. No, it's 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 so true, and and the funny thing is, is you've been. You've been doing this for a while, right? You've been doing the consulting uh, to other consultants for a while. You've been doing digital products for a while and uh, digital training products. And you, even you are having these doubts, right? The self-doubt, yeah. like, I, I don't have all the answers. You're openly admitting you don't yeah. have all the answers. Uh, you know, and I, and I guess the point that I really want to get across to listeners is... That's, that's the thing, like e- even us, quote unquote, pros, professionals that have been doing it for a while now, like it's still just, you know, shooting in the dark sometimes. <laughs> we don't yeah. know if it's going to work, right? You don't even yeah. know if, you're, if your new business model is going to work, right? I mean, that's, right. that's a fear. That's a fear that you might have too is, hey, you've had this thing where anybody can come by while you're, you know, the passive income, right? Where you're sleeping uh-huh. at night and somebody's coming and buying it, but now doors yep. are shut, right? So yep. if you don't sell out, you know, do you shut those doors? Uh, do you only take a few people in and keep it going? It's it's mm. it's going to be you know it's it's good on you to make that pivot, um, mm. which I think is smart. We always have to be agile and make those transitions. Um, but there's some real you know fears in there. I know it, I know it'd be some fear in there for me as well. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I think one of the things that you know, one of the things that uh, I mean. Just to be clear, WP Elevation is still an ongoing membership that basically what we're doing is saying the way that you get into it now is by going through the course. And the reason that we're doing that Got it. is <clears throat> that engagement is the biggest the biggest thing that really, you know, keeps me awake is uh, – and, and let, let, me just, let me just debunk this myth for a second. Engagement and churn for me comes down to this, right? If you've got a product that you actually believe helps your customers, then you owe it to yourself and your customers to make – that product as easy to use and as beneficial for your customers. Because if your customers stop using the product, they stop getting the benefits from it. And if they stop using it, chances are it's a fault with the product. Exactly. Right? Yep. It's not their fault. I mean, we just have to compete for attention. So my, my job is to, is to make the product as engaging and as sticky as possible because I know that if, and, and our customers will tell us from the feedback that we get, that if you go through the blueprint we teach, you will get results and it does work. Where it doesn't work is if you get halfway through it and abort mission. So now we're saying, right, to get in the program, you have to go through the course and you have to complete it from start to finish because then we know you'll actually get the benefits from it right. rather than just getting halfway through and then getting distracted by another shiny widget. Right. So, let so me, th- that brings up a, a great another fear component that I know I go through sometimes. It, do you have any fear involved uh, or is there any fear involved with you thinking about competitors, other people teaching stuff like maybe like lynda.com, right? Or something like that. Like, do you, do you get those fears when you're first designing new courses or new training <laughs> material? Like you're like, oh shit, somebody else is already teaching this, you know? So it's a great question, man. And I was just going to cover, I was just going to talk about this, right? I mean, this is, a, I could, I could riff, I could riff about this for weeks because the thing is, here's the thing. Information is useless in and of itself, right? I don't know anyone who woke up in the middle of the night and went, oh, my God, I just need to get on the internet and get more information, right? right? That we are overwhelmed with information. What people actually want is insights and advice from people they trust, and that's the key distinction for me. 
there's a whole part of the WordPress community that for, you know, like, I, I do what I do and you do what you do. And there are a certain percentage of people that just for whatever reason will not trust where I'm coming from and will not trust where you're coming from. Right. And there is a whole percentage of people that will just resonate with me more than they resonate with you and vice versa, right? So my job is to basically build as much trust as I possibly can with my audience. I don't, I'm not interested in building trust with your audience, right? Because they trust you. Now, you and I could effectively be teaching the same thing, right. but some people are just going to want to get that information from you and some are just going to want to get it from me, right? Right. That's just, it's like you drive a Mazda, I drive a Honda. They essentially get us from A to B. Right. I just trust the brand more than the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. So my fear is not that, my fear is not that someone else might be teaching this information, because there will be someone else teaching this information. That's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. There will right. be someone else teaching this kind of information. It, might, it just might not be in the one place. It might be scattered all over the place. But my fear actually is that people – my fear is that people won't believe that I'm authentic. Right. That's the biggest fear that I have because, you know, the thing is – if I'm as authentic as I possibly can be when I'm on podcast and when I'm on videos and when I'm talking to the camera and when I'm blogging, if I'm genuinely authentic and people don't believe it, then, I mean, there's really nothing I can do about that. Right. But right. That, is the, that is the fear. It's like, what if people think I'm full of it? Right. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, it, 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 makes, it makes total sense. One of the things, um, you know, that, that you mentioned, you know, is about, is, uh, is of course, the trust that, that we have to... Uh, instill with our with our audience i use it i use the same I, so i talked about this with carrie dills the other day when uh, i was on her show and i actually announced julep and you know she she said the same thing like i was saying to you we wear many hats there's a custom there's a service business there's a product business there's a consulting business right there's all these different things and mm -hmm. don't you ever get sort of tired um or how do you control this how do you maintain uh the balance of all these different brands that you have and to me, I really think it's starting to come full circle where if we're not sort of, if, if we don't have so many irons in the fire that people might not trust us kind of thing, right? So you and I both have podcasts. You and I both, you and I are very similar in the sense that we both have podcasts, we both have products, and we both do client work. We can use all of that to our advantage mm -hmm. to outsell or outpromote somebody else, right? Or gain trust of a client walking through the door. An, ex mm. an example would be, build me a WordPress website for my business. And you and I both say, okay, that's 10,000 bucks and we'll build it for you. And they say, how do I know you can do this? Well, I've got a podcast, I've got <laughs> products, I've got, a, I've got a portfolio already, I've got this audience that trusts me, like here's mm -hmm. my resume of all the stuff that I do. Mm. And... Um, I say that because I think that, number one, fear is crippling, right? So people who don't launch these things, like they get afraid of, of all the things you just talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, competition, um, am I the right guy or gal to do this? Will people trust me? Uh, I think it's very disabling for the, for the person who's just starting out. And without using the cliche of just ship it, um, you know, it's very important that, that you do get something out there even if you are afraid to feel confident about it and just know, just like I, like you and I tell our clients, software is going to change, right? This website is going to change. We're going to go through iterations. 
Just because we made this website live doesn't mean it's going to stay like that for the next five years. We're going to iterate on this in order for it to evolve, which is mm. very true, I think, uh, in our own professional lives. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about the person who's just <clears throat> stuck trying to get something out the door? It's a really interesting question. I've been very fortunate recently to speak to some amazing people who are you know, I found myself in some situations recently where I thought, wow, I'm really punching above my weight here. Um, I was on an interview, uh, uh, n sorry, not an interview. I was on a Skype call recently with one of our elevators, Christina Romero and uh, Seth Godin, who I managed to connect with one of our elevators to h help her. Um, and we published it as an episode of our podcast as kind of an experimental uh, format that, that we're toying with. Um, and, you know, just spending some time talking with people of that caliber it makes you kind of up your game and reassess and, and rethink what you're doing. And the, the, so here's the, the takeaway for me is what if you produced something with absolutely no expectation that anyone else will engage with it or like it or comment on it or buy it or give you any kind of feedback whatsoever? Mm. What, what, how what would that do in terms of your ability to be able to create something if there was, and, and, and publish something, but there was no expectation that anyone was going to give you any feedback whatsoever. Mm. And that's how I'm approaching, now the, the reality is, that, that, that's how I'm approaching what, what I'm doing in my business now. The reality is we all need money to eat and to pay the rent. But I believe that if you can get yourself into a mindset where you don't, if you can get yourself into a mindset where you can imagine that you don't need anyone to buy this, you'll actually make a better product. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, right? It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And, and I think if you make a better product, people will buy it. Yeah. Because people buy from people they trust, right? Yeah. Yep. If, you, if you produce awesomeness... And you and I, I'm a big fan of leading a tribe. I'm a big fan of, you know, publishing your thoughts and putting yourself out there and leading a community, whether it's on a podcast or blogging or through videos or whatever it is. If you position yourself as a leader of a community or someone who is at least willing to facilitate the community coming together, you don't necessarily have to have all the answers or be the, the you know, the autocratic leader, but if you can at least facilitate the conversation. So think, of, think about the organiser of a WordCamp person who organizes a WordCamp just facilitates the conversation, right? But it is awesome positioning for that person in the WordPress community. Right. They have instant kudos and instant credibility in the community because they've organized a WordCamp. So if you can organize and facilitate the conversation in your particular community, then people, then people will, generally what happens is people will eventually buy whatever you, it is you put out as long as what you put out is good quality. Right, so we, so I mean, and the great example of this, and I hate to use this because everyone does, and it's such a cliche. But look at Apple. Look at what happened to Apple when Steve Jobs came back. Yeah, right. It's the greatest example in our in our living time of how a great leader has come back to the sinking ship and exercised leadership and turned it around mm. and completely resurrected that company. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Seth Godin buys a book. I don't even care what it's called or what it's about. I buy it. And right. The minute it comes out, <laughs> I was like, because whatever that guy says is going to be good, right? Right. So, so, so my sort of approach is 
forget about trying to make money, which is a weird mindset to get yourself into, but forget about trying to make money, build something awesome for your community and continue to just facilitate that conversation in your community and chances are you'll knock one out of the park. Yeah, and, you know, and that's, I'm, it's reassuring to for you to say that um, right now because, again, the same thing, this whole uh, journey of launching Julep and getting it out there, it, this is something that, you know, it's just... Maybe not be going against all the grains, but it's certainly not something where I'm doing like market research and surveys and, you know, user feedback and user testing. It's really like, hey, I get this little idea. Uh, I know it's a pain in the ass for me to when I make a new, you know, blog post and if I want to put a quote in an image uh, or in my featured image, I got to put the, I got to open up Photoshop or I got to open up Canva.com. I got to move some files over here. I got to save it. I got to export it. <laughs> I got to upload it. Why can't I just do this right in WordPress? And, uh, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to build this thing. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about that experience. If I fail, I fail. If I don't, Hey, we'll see what happens to it. Right. We'll, mm. you know, and, and I'm just being very open, um, mm. with that process. And it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, if it works, it does. Uh, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not gonna, I am not going to cry about it, but I will record all the episodes of me crying about it. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> if, if, if it gets to a point where like, Hey, I think I can make some money from this and then it falls flat on its face. But I don't yeah. uh, One of the things that I'm, my, my short term goal for uh, Julep was growing an email list uh, over 50, just having 50 people that I could email that were really interested in a beta version of the product. Right. So mm -hmm. I've been documenting everything so far. I think when I uh, talked about it on Carrie Dill's podcast, by the end of that podcast, um, which was last week, I, I think by the end of that hour, there were 15 people that signed up during that webinar or during her live podcast. Uh, so my goal was, hey, I, I just want to triple that uh, or at least hit 50 people uh, onto an email list so that I could send them a possible beta uh, mm. invite, right? Just, mm. just to try it out, whether it's a paid beta or not. I don't know what, if, what I'm going to do with that yet, but here we are, um, just over a week or just about a week. I've got 60 people on the email list. And, uh, basically all I did was announce it on Carrie Dill's podcast, write a blog post about it, um, on my site and, uh, launch, of course, uh, the, the, the first episode uh, of the new series talking about it. I haven't, people haven't, there's no demo for it. There's no feature list for it. It's really just me saying, hey, there's this thing called Julep. If you want to get a beta, sign up here. There's no real proven software yet. So, uh, but I'm happy that I've sort of already beat my goal, right? I wanted, mm. I wanted 35, 40. I got 60 so far, and I'm sure it'll grow a little bit more. Um, mm. But what are your thoughts on growing uh, an email list or what do you have any tips on growing an email list that, that you've seen work really well? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've grown a pretty good list over the last few years and it's, it's really the thing that's allowed us to, um, build recurring revenue into our business and build the community that we've built and has, you know, put us in a position where we can, without, you know, the risk of sounding arrogant, but we can pick and choose the client work that we do because we have this great community and we have these plugins and this, great you know business coaching program that we that this leveraged program that we sell and we have a recurring revenue in the business and that's been a, a, all been down to the quality of the list that we've that, that we've grown and so <clears throat> it's funny you know because I got off a, co a coaching call this morning with our members and the biggest problem that they're having at the moment is getting the site handed over to the client 
And one of the issues that they're having is, you know, that people just don't have a good eye for detail when it comes to like image cropping, which we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. So your plugin, the, the obvious thing for me, like the, the obvious step here would be to produce a really good quality uh, guide, field guide or a checklist to, you know, w- you know, what not to, you know, what to do, you know, uh, what makes what makes images good for the web. So, you know, how to crop images for the web, yeah. how to make sure that your aspect ratio is not squashed, um, you know, or, and produce a really beautiful field guide or checklist to, to give to WordPress consultants. So WordPress consultants can, or, or anyone that uses a WordPress website, so that they can then share that with their team and say, hey, if you're preparing any images for the website, here's the style guide that we need to use, right? Yeah. Those people are prime candidates to then be using the Julep plugin. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's definitely something that uh, that I'm gonna I plan on doing. Um, I don't know when <laughs> I'm going to actually. <laughs> I don't know when I'm actually gonna finish uh, the beta version. In fact, I talked to uh, a developer that I didn't even have. So the the inside baseball is, and I wrote about this in my post is. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it on the last podcast, but I certainly wrote about it. Was uh, it's not even a product that we're that I'm building internally with my with my team that that I work mm-hmm. with every day. It's I ended up sourcing out to another developer for, uh, you know, I gave him the wireframes. Came, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he said, "Hey, I, I think I can do this for like five hundred bucks uh, to mm-hmm. get it to where you need it to be in in these wireframes." Um, mm-hmm. Which is like a whole other, like a whole. I could do a whole other piece on doing wireframes because you get what you get. <laughs> and mm. I was like, oh damn! Like I forgot about the old save button. You know, where does mm. that go in this whole workflow of things? Mm. Uh, but anyway, got what I, I got the I got the beta back, and uh, there were some bugs in it. So I, I don't know when I'm gonna ship it, but I'm certainly going to um, do a few more promo pieces before growing that list. From my you know, I'm not looking to grow the list of thousands of people right now, which I know is like mm-hmm. optimal, um, or at least, you know, as much as you can get really, but qualified, of course. Um, you know, I, from what I've seen in the past, like when we did Conductor, right, I think there was like 150 people on that email list when I launched Conductor. And when mm-hmm. I made it available, it was a paid beta. Um, and I did $4,000 in one hour, uh, mm-hmm. which was, you know, 150 people. And I think 40 people bought it at 100 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. Right, so that wasn't a very that was a pretty good conversion right there. I mean, that's like forty percent, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, less than that, like thirty percent. So, yeah, I'm not looking to crush it just yet, um, but certainly a good piece of advice. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you're if you're if the free thing that you're giving away solves a very specific problem, which is actually a problem, and it is because I can tell you our members are crying out for something like this. If your free thing solves a very specific problem, which is congruent with the product that you're eventually going to have, right. then you'll build a quality list who will thank you for the free thing that you've given them. And then there's the obvious next step in that conversation is, well, hey, we've got this thing which is kind of Canva for your work, you know, as like a WordPress plugin version of Canva. Uh, and, um, you know, you, you know that image quality is important. You've shared this stuff with your team. Here's a plugin you can use so that your whole team can produce quality images uh, for, for, you, for your website. And in fact, if you develop that style guide, I will totally promote that out to our list because they want this kind of information <laughs> yeah so i mean so look that's a perfect that's a perfect uh, another strategy right there right hook up with folks like you and i uh, yeah, 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 that totally. have uh that have an audience that we can that we can uh send out to and connect with them yeah that's partnerships awesome. man what yeah. uh do you have any technical tools that you use for email uh, i know what i've been getting into recently is get drip from rob walling um do you have any technical stuff that you've been using for email uh look 
Yeah, I use a whole bunch of things. I've used just about everything. I know I you were big. In, you were big into uh, Infusionsoft, right? Yeah, we use Infusionsoft, um, which you know has its pros and cons. Um, but I, my own website, troydane.com.au, I'm uh, running that on Active Campaign at the moment, uh, which yeah. I really like. Um, but there's there's two others that I really uh, that I really like at the moment. Um, Agile CRM mm -hmm. is. Um, not quite as powerful as Infusionsoft, but really, really good. Agile, it's, you know, much, much cheaper than Infusionsoft and it's really, really powerful. It has some really powerful automation stuff built into it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of cool. But also, um, Emma, have you, have you seen Emma? MyEmma.com? I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, myemma.com is really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking, I'm, you know, experimenting with that at the moment as well. But you know what? It kind of doesn't matter. What really matters is that you get your offer right. What yeah. really matters is that you get your, 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 you know, whatever you call it, your lead capture device, your lead magnet, your ethical bribe, whatever you want to call it, whatever the free gift is that you're giving away. <laughs> ethical bribe. Ethical like bribe. <laughs> uh, in exchange, you know, the carrot that you're dangling in exchange for someone's email address, that's, that's the critical thing. You've got, and here's the thing. I see most people experimenting with all these different tools and not actually developing the offer. Develop the offer and then worry about how you can. I mean, you, you can, MailChimp just does this stuff really well as well. So, yeah. You know, you don't need to the, – the tool is kind of irrelevant as long as you've got a really compelling offer. Yeah. I remember you, t you mentioned Agile CRM in another interview that you did. I forgot who it was with. Maybe Jennifer Bourne when you interviewed her. I forget who I was listening to, but uh, I did check that out, but I, I never really dove into it. Yeah, it's come a long way. We've got some people here at work in our office who were Infusionsoft users. Then they grew up to HubSpot, which is like you know eight hundred bucks a month or something right. crazy. Um, then they then they canned that because it was just way too expensive, and they've gone to use Agile CRM. I haven't used Agile CRM for about twelve months, and I was talking to them yesterday, and they said it's come a long way in the last twelve months, and they they said it's just awesome. It's really really good. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out again. Let me get your opinion on one more thing because I know this comes up a lot with, uh, with new product people, especially especially in the WordPress world. Uh, should I go free launch uh, of a beta or should I do a paid beta? And, and I'll just preface this with, with Conductor. Uh, I, like I said, I sold those 40 copies at 97 bucks each with no disclosure of like what they were getting. People just saw it and they were like, okay, I want it let me get in. All of those people now were grandfathered into um, a lifetime membership mm -hmm. um, without, they didn't know that was going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. But, but I, I, you know, I, I did that as a product grew a little bit. Um, but should I go paid or should I just go straight free in the beginning? What are your thoughts? I would go free and I would build in some kind of infrastructure in the future to have paid extensions or paid add-ons. Yeah. Here's the thing, man. It, it, I don't know if you've seen recently like what's available on the internet for free, yeah. but it is insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. yeah. Like what you can do on the internet for free is, I, I mean, have you seen Code Academy recently? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, this is what we're up against, man. I know. I mean, I know. Uh, you know, if I was building a new product, a new plugin from scratch, it would be the core would be free and extensions and upgrades. and I mean, Canva.com is a great example. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I would definitely be going free and then paid extensions and paid add-ons. Otherwise, I just don't. I just think it's too hard to get traction yeah. if you're asking people to pay up front. Yeah. And you know, you might build a little bit of revenue. And you know, I I, I actually think 
See, here's the thing. The fear is actually not building something that nobody wants. Yeah. The fear is building something that 100 people buy. Yeah. <laughs> because then it's too big to shut down and not big enough to sustain you and it just becomes a pain in the ass. It becomes a headache of a, of a thing to support. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, I, me, my advice would be go free and just get as much traction as you can and then build some paid add-ons and some paid extensions. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do and I think that'll be my next challenge um, the next time I... Uh, record a show or write a blog post, uh, that will be what I hopefully have decided by that point, as long as we've ironed out all those bugs. <laughs> mm. uh, and the thing actually, <laughs> the thing it actually works exactly the way it's supposed to work, but there's just uh, a few like element things that just aren't working. But mm. anyway, man, this has been awesome. awesome. Uh, cool, I, I appreciate the time. One more time, where can folks find you on the web? Uh, at Troy Dean uh, is, is my Twitter handle, troydean.com.au. I've started blogging again. Uh, and, of course, wpelevation.com is the mothership uh, or the video user manuals plugin at videousermanuals.com. That's kind of where I hang out. Thanks for listening to The Matt Report. If you want to stay subscribed, it's mattreport.com slash subscribe. I would love uh, a five-star review in iTunes or any review, really. Uh, if you like the show, love the show, hate the show, uh, just search for us in iTunes, Matt Report, and leave us a review. Five star would be appreciated, though. And if you want to stay connected uh, to the recent uh, product launch that we have here, it's getjulep.com. And as always, uh, this show is sponsored by uh, my parent company, Slocum Studio. We do WordPress design and development for brands uh, and universities such as Rutgers University, Brown University, Wheaton College, and more. You can check us out at slocumstudio.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions for me, it's my report blog at gmail.com.